I heard a beep. I heard a beep. Ladies and gentlemen, stand up and put your hands together for Build Something Media. Hello, guys. Today, uh, we are with really, really special people. In, in many ways, <laughs> in a good way, you know, in a good way. <laughs> uh, but welcome to your podcast. And today, you know, the, these guys, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. They're going to take over. So we're going to go from here. To... So I, I'm Chris Moreland. I am the content operations director at Build Something Media. Uh, I'm the guy who comes up with some of these creative ideas and goes out and talks to people about how we're going to put these things together, all the pieces that are necessary to make that happen and then uh, make it happen. I'm Justin Bethune. Uh, Chris is the brains. I'm the beauty. <laughs> Dang. Yes. Hey, I'm not disagreeing. That's what he told me from day one. He's like, I just need a pretty face. And I was like, well, I'm not really your guy, but sure, let's do this. <laughs> well, that's why Diego's here now, right? But exactly. then, then his went and got beat up by. Oh, so he shows up with a black eye. So that's uh No, I don't want to get uh <laughs> it wasn't a <laughs> I don't want to get uh you know in the Hispanic community people people are already racist against their own selves. Like I'm serious. There's uh <laughs> there's you know there's 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 twenty plus different Spanish speaking countries yeah. and I kid you not, they're you know but hey look, I'm uh, culturally sensitive. Is, well, I'm not culturally sensitive. No, I'm no, just, no, not, uh, not you. I'm talking about like because it's so diverse and because the ideas are different from cult mm -hmm. from culture to culture and country to country. There, is, there are some sensitivities. I mean, there are sensitivities here too. I mean, we're talking about like in the American South, calling someone a is is essentially a beautiful thing. Well, not necessarily. It depends on the person and the culture they came from. There are some people want yeah. to be and that deer jerky. That deer jerky yeah. is worth it. Just don't call me. We'll be okay. That's right. So <laughs> that's that's a cultural sensitivity. And I apologize if I if I was offensive. I didn't mean for it to be that way. To whoever's listening. Yeah. If there's a, a, a man out there who is violent towards Diego, I apologize for insulting him. <laughs> so I can shut up now. <laughs> All right. So uh, what a... Tell me a bit, little bit about of your personal life and maybe how, because you didn't just, you know, come out the womb and, hey, I'm Chris, I do this, you know, like, how was that journey? How, how was that? Like, walk us through that. Oh, gosh. You really want to know my life journey? Um, in, in a condensed version. A condensed version. Um, yeah, you said we had a time limit. Yeah, well, here, so, so <laughs> I, I'm actually a first generation high school graduate, the only person in my family to ever go to college and uh, the only person to ever graduate. Um I served in the army. I've served in the national park service. I've worked at the department of veterans affairs. So I have all sorts of, I have a wide breadth of experience across grant writing against, against with, um, sending out like newsletters and things like that to a whole lot of people. When I was in the army, we had newsletters and information that would go out to, you know, you'd be on the horse and like throwing letters. Out. Sort of. I, I mean, it's like I was in I was in Germany. And so uh, we serviced uh, clinics in like nine countries. And so everything in the Western theater was serviced by uh, the, the base that that I worked at. And so anytime that we had to send information out, we were sending it out, not just to um, Americans, we were sending it out to Americans and the people who worked with Americans in the countries that they were in. And so you, you have to learn how to kind of create a 
uh, create information that services a broad group of people and not just a, a singular group of people because there's a lot of you, you can run you can very easily run into misunderstandings if you if you do it improperly. Yeah, that's all. And then and then that's I worked it. and then <laughs> Jesus and then I worked and then he for, got and then he just got here. <laughs> no, and, and then and then I worked for a company called Tencata Grass and I did uh, the the field layout and the design and uh, logo uh, design and stuff like that for fields. I've worked on projects for NASCAR for. Um, NCAA for the NFL, for uh, FIFA, uh, for U.S. soccer, all sorts of of really high profile organizations. Goal! Goal! Yeah, so you know it was. I got to do some really cool stuff, and and then kind of ended up here because I really like design. I really like working with people, and um, and working with construction in the construction industry is kind of takes me back home because that's where I grew up. I grew up under a house working with my grandfather, who was an electrician, and. Um, Salt of the earth type people are my favorite people in the world because I'm one of them. So, your people, yeah. Yeah. And then I showed up and knocked on your door one day. So. And, and built a deck for me. Yeah. Excuse me. We're looking at it right now. Beep. What, what about you, Justin? So. Uh, did you come out the womb just, you know, built? And- I did. I did. I had a beard, um, you know, full body hair, no hair on top. Uh no, <laughs> I, kind of the same as Chris. I kind of grew up around it. My grandfather was a paint contractor for 50 years. Um, so I've been slapping paint on houses since I was just a kid. My dad uh, had an auto upholstery shop. <clears throat> so I grew up working on cars, working on houses. Um, when stuff would get really busy in the summer, my dad would go and run the uh, the paint business as my grandfather was getting older. Um, so it was like me and my dad and a couple of our uncles and that's pretty much what I did every summer uh, through middle school and high school. And uh, then, I, then I got out of uh, high school, uh, ended up being an art school dropout. You know, it's a story of my life. And um, kind of decided to try to go do my own thing instead of um, sticking with the, the family businesses, which was in some ways good, some ways probably one of the biggest mistakes I made. Because uh, if I would have came in and just taken over the the family paint business it would probably be massive by now um but i went off and did medical sales for uh, about eight years um moved away from home did my own thing was pretty successful doing that and then um certain life circumstances happened ended up moving back to the chattanooga area and one thing kind of led to another i ended up um getting recruited to to be a, a sales manager for a window replacement company and oh wow and then one day, literally just out of the blue, I got contacted um, by a guy who um, owns a franchise of window replacement um, locations. Said, hey, do you want to open a location in Chattanooga? We've heard good things about you. And I was like, screw it. Why not? Are and you from Chattanooga? I am. Born and raised. So I um, grew up Support here local. on my left. Support local. Uh, graduated from Macaulay. Went to UTC. Um, all the good stuff. And it just kind of went from there. And it was the same story as most contractors. You start out in one niche and then people start requesting, well, can you do this? Can you do that? And I'm like, (laughs) so we kind of figured it out on the fly. A lot of YouTube videos, (laughs) a lot of uh, books, um, getting help from other people. Um, I was real good about going and and getting advice from, from other people. So for example, I wanted to get into selling roofs. So I, took a part-time job selling roofs for a company in Atlanta and I was driving back and forth a couple of days a week to kind of learn that process. And so it's just kind of grown from there. Um, so that's 
that's how we ended up um, growing from the window source into um, the home source, Bethune Brothers. And then we've kind of just ventured off from there. So now we're flipping houses. Um, I'm going to be building our, our first new house this year, new construction. So we plan on doing a few of those. And so uh, I also got partnered up with uh, Josh Maynard out of Nashville. Um, I own CrawlLogic here in Chattanooga with him. So we literally do everything from crawl spaces all the way up to roofs and everything in between. So we've developed a network of services with plumbers, electricians, HVAC guys. Um, so we, we do everything. So I, I, I kind of enjoy that. So I'm focusing more now on flipping houses because that's way more fun. Um, you don't have to worry as much about... Um, You're pretty strong if you can flip a house, man. Yeah, I can. I was, I was a power lifter for a while, so you know, <laughs> that's a fun thing. But yeah, we just it just kind of grew from there, and we kind of handle everything. But now I'm kind of focusing on the stuff that uh, that I enjoy more. Um, so that's when Chris and I got together. I literally met him at his house. He he hired me to, to build like for him. selling Girl Scout cookies or something. We were, um, and that and was, he answered the door. He did. And, no, it was. We actually met through social media. Uh, I had a presence in social media. He's in a neighborhood. Uh, I was added as a contractor to the neighborhood group. So he was like, "Hey, I need a deck. Come talk to me." And I mean, he can tell you more about that end instead of me just tooting my own horn and. It, it just, we developed a relationship from there and he was like, Hey, this is what I do. And I'm like, Hey, this is what we do. And, uh, it, it flowed together perfectly. And so now, now here we are doing this side of things and I'm enjoying it. A lot that's, more. that's pretty cool. So one question that I have is, uh, you know, for you guys can both chime in, you know, is when people are like diversifying and doing a lot of things, sometimes it can be like a double-edged sword. They're like, Oh, you do so many things. You probably don't do it right, you know, but, you know, he's, I mean, he, he can speak, uh, you know, he's known you the longest and it, for, from my perspective, it looks like you guys are doing quality, you know, um, which, you know, nowadays that's rare, you know, but you actually, you know, want to build something. Yes. Yeah. So, so I think that a big part of being good at doing big things isn't necessarily being good at everything. It's knowing who is good at everything. And, and I think that's, that's kind of where, where Justin's strong suit is. It's kind of where, where my strong suit is too, is when you see talent, you know it. And when you find talent, you make sure that you take care of them so that they can take care of you. And, and, you know, having worked with him now for, for three or four months with some of the social media stuff, and we're working on putting together a TV show now, that's kind of the idea behind, behind our philosophy entirely. It's no, no, no. We want to share this. Um, this growth with other people that we know do the same level and quality of work that we expect. Luckily for me, um, kind of very early on, I learned and kind of <laughs> developed a philosophy for myself, do what you're good at and hire out everything else. And so I've kind of prided myself on building teams of the right people. Granted, I've gone through a lot of crap, <laughs> a lot of the wrong people. Um, and that's why it's taken so much time. Um, but when it finally it, hits, when it hits, it hits. And you just, you focus on the one, two, three things that you're really, really good at. And you let everybody else. And, and I'm more, more the conductor, you know, I'm, I, and especially on our job sites, I, I do the design, the layout, the stuff like that. And then my guys do the work. You know, I mean, I'm, I can, I can do it all, but is that where I'm best suited? No, it's not. 
uh, I'm best suited. And, and my guys tell me all the time, like, and we don't like it when you're here all the time. You put too much pressure on us. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, we want you out finding the next job to make sure that we've got work lined up for the next year. Makes sense. And, and, and that's where they want me. Um, you know, they have more fun when, when I'm not around. It's, it's natural. Um, and so I, I try to get by every single job at least once a day. Um, and, and then when there's problems, they call me and I come by and, and we figure out a solution, Sure. but putting the right people in the right places and, and letting them shine at, at what they do is the main thing. I mean, I can do almost everything that I'm licensed to do. I'm not a licensed electrician or plumber. I'm, I'm not going to touch that stuff. Um, but I have the right people in place when it comes to a full flip on a house, I can do all the work myself and I will know that everything's done right, but it'll take me a year and a half to do it all by myself. So why, why would I want to do that? Plus when I'm bringing on other people and we're building a team, we're creating lives for those people. We're making sure, <clears throat> excuse me, we are making sure that those people have a solid income every single week and their families are being taken care of and they're developing a career, you know? And one of the things that, that I did have to do was the, the first year and a half I was in business, we grew way too fast. And so actually after COVID, I, I shut down our office. I had five people working in the office and I started back from square one. I put the belt back on. It was me and my foreman. We did all the work for a year straight, just me and him. And we built everything back up slowly over the last three or four years uh, to get things back up the right way. And really what I did, and it was kind of a blessing in a way, was I was able to start over from scratch knowing way more than I did the first time I started over. So I was able to do it the right way and able to do it slowly and put the right people in places. And and it's all gotten to the point where um, everything's paying off at this point. And so that that's how I do it. I know if you look, it looks like I'm doing a lot, which I am. I barely sleep. We work nonstop. Chris and I are... <laughs> on the phone two or three o'clock in the morning, send stuff back and forth. Um, probably it's what it takes, man. You know, yeah. some, sometimes people are like, they, they see the success, but that's the only thing that they see. They don't see, you know, the, the blood, sweat and tears that goes into it. Um, you know, the, I don't know. It's just like, they, they don't appreciate, you know, that part or they, they think that that part doesn't even exist. Well, it's social media. We show people what we want them to see. Um, you know, we want to get kind of more long form content where we can show the, the struggles and stuff, because one of the things that, that we're looking to build is to help other smaller contractors grow their business and be part of a, a, a larger, bigger network and, you know, a, a big scheme thing and everybody to, to grow and learn from that. But part of that is going to show the struggles. And so we are going to, that stuff is, is coming obviously, because that is the hardest part. And that's the easiest uh, place to get discouraged is, man, I'm, I'm struggling. This is hard and it's not going to happen overnight. And we, we all know that. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think for, I think a lot of businesses, the, the struggle is, is telling your own story. It's like, well, because you've been in it for so long, you're, you have this, you kind of have a skewed, a skewed view of what it looks like externally, because your view is not externally as the business owner, you're, you're viewing it as the owner. Uh, and so when you, when you bring somebody like us into the fold, we're going to approach it from a person who doesn't know how to buy a thing from you. And because I don't know how to buy a thing from you, I can ask you the questions that will help me understand how to buy those things from you. Um, and if, if I'm able to ask those questions 
uh, using a digital space, using a website, using a chatbot that's uh, AI powered, uh, using a, a form submission that gives you an instant quote or response like that, uh, we're able to replicate uh, the, the person who's typically in charge of selling and providing that information. And now they're able to reach 10,000 people at a time versus one. And, and that's the, that's the power of, of social media and the internet is that people do want to hear your story, especially if it's relative to what they're doing. And so if somebody needs a custom countertop, the easiest place to go find information for custom, custom countertop should be a custom countertop person's social media. Number one, number two, their website. Uh, and then number three, uh, through a, a, a through a way to contact them asynchronously so they don't have to respond immediately so they can do their day-to-day -day work as well. And and that's kind of what we're trying to provide with the services that we're doing with Build Something Media. Uh, but also we want to do it collectively because that sort of thing is expensive if you do it, um, if you hire a marketing person, if you hire a secretary, if you hire somebody in customer service, you're talking about, you know, salaries that are probably over a hundred thousand dollars a year in total. When with, with, if you pool that resources with 20 or 25 other organizations that don't require, you, you know, most, most businesses don't require that the marketing person, the, the secretary and the, and the customer service person, they require a combination of all three of them <laughs> realistically. And that person just doesn't exist. You go, you go look at LinkedIn. Person's Justin, bro. No, it's not. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm not and, good at answering the phones and returning emails. That is well, not my strong suit. You know, I, I will say a lot of people claim they're good at all of those things. Um, and they're not it's, you have to practice things to be good at them. And if you're, if, if, if you don't understand how to find people who are, who are better at the things that you're bad at, uh, it's going to be hard to be consistent over time. And, and that's, and that's kind of it. It's, um, storytelling has to be consistent. Uh, the story that's being told has to be relevant to what people are, are needing from you. Um, and they have to be authentic. And if you can pull off those three things, man, it's, you're off to the races. You're off to the races. That's why Justin grows because Justin goes online and he is Justin and he represents his work well because his work represents itself well. I feel like people trust him because yeah. of that. You know, he's genuine as genuine as, as genuine can be. You know? I, I try to be really transparent, um, especially when I first started. Like my, my first business coach was, I mean, you've, you've got to post more content. Like you've got just show what you're just be you. And, um, so that, that was a hard thing for me. I'm, I'm still awful at it in my opinion, uh, being in front of the camera. Um, uh, that's, that's not really my thing. Like I, I was What's not, up, guys? <laughs> I was, I was not like a drama kid. Like I didn't do like plays or anything like that. I'm not like a, a performer. So like the only thing I ever did, um, in front of people was athletics and you're not having to talk, you know? And, um, so that, that was something that I had to practice a lot and I'm still practicing. Um, I, I need some acting classes and some improv classes and speech classes and all that stuff. Um, so that, that's one of the biggest hurdles I think guys in our industry have is they're shy when it comes to that kind of stuff and they want to be the behind the scenes type. And I, I mean, I know hundreds of craftsmen and tradesmen that are excellent at what they do, but you don't know who they are. You know, and, and that's what they're awful at is they focus on, okay, I need this tool and I, I need to develop my process for doing this. And it's, and it's all about the craft and it's not about building the business. And those are two completely separate things. And really all those, if they don't venture outside of that, they're just going to have a job for the rest of their lives. They could be the best woodworker in the world. 
you would possibly never know who they are and yeah. never get to see their work because it's it's not being shown. That's sad though. It that's is, sad. It it's reality, but it's it sad. Is. And I know so many of those guys and that and that's really what we're trying to do is I'm trying to bring those guys to the forefront and put together processes where we can showcase those guys for them and taking that process away because most guys don't know really anything about social media at all. Uh, especially in the trades, they're just old school, blue collar, hardworking dudes. And they, they don't think about pulling out their phone and taking pictures and taking video. It's, it's not their thing. They're not in it for the glory, but like, and it slows them down. It does. That was my biggest, biggest thing. Um, at first was, especially when I was wearing the tool belt every day and working, you know, nine, 10 hours, you don't think about pulling out your camera and starting taking pictures before the job starts. You just want to get there and get it rolling, get it started. You want to get it finished. When, when the job's done, you want to roll up and pack up and go home. You're not thinking about, let's document know, this. Let's document it. Let's set up a time-lapse. Let's get some GoPros. Let's interview the customer when we're done and get uh, customer testimonials. Let's get reviews. And that's part of running the business. And that, that is one of the things where if you want to build your business, you can't work in the business, you have to work on the business. And if you're only focusing on the trade itself, you're never going to build the business. So that's kind of where we're coming in is to, to streamline those processes make it a lot easier for these guys and make it more affordable. And, and really so that I want to get to the point where we're helping these guys get over that transitional period where they need help, but they can't afford just a secretary in an office is going to cost you thousands of dollars a month. But if you take five small contractors and they split that cost between the five of them, now they can afford it. And it helps get them over that hump because there, there's always that wall. And every contractor I know, every tradesman I know hits that wall. They're to the point where they want to grow and they can grow and they're starting to get traction. But to get over that hump, they have to get more leads in. And to get more leads in, they have to work on the business but they can't afford, they're not making enough to hire someone. And they're also still doing the majority of the work themselves. So they can't hire a helper or they can't hire another crew and they can't hire anybody to run the office. So they're having to split time to do both. And if you try to do it on your own without any help, it's going to take you several years to be able to do just a little bit here and there. And, and it's a lot of guys are fearful of that. Really. Well, it's an endurance game, you know, I mean, in, in anything, you know, it's an endurance game. You you have to get past that wall, you know, so to speak. And once you get past that wall, once you get over that hurdle, man, you're you're off to the races. But you're you're kind of there, you know. Think think as you know, build something media. You're you're the home source network, or even Justin Bethune as the person that will, you know, help you. You know, exactly. that's the stepping stool. Yeah. To to get past that wall, that that is, and that's what we're trying to set up. Is we've tried to build this and set it up as. From my perspective, when I first started, I'm trying to think of what would have helped me the most and what did I need that first two years in business? What really would have helped me stay out of debt mainly? Um, some, some of the way that these guys go about it and some of these marketing companies that shall not be named, um, you're, you're, you're building a lot of debt right out of the gate. And, and we made that mistake and we, we've gotten to the point where we've gotten back to where we need to be. And so I know what not to do and we're, we're building systems and processes for me six or seven years ago 
really the gist of everything is six or seven years ago, what exactly did I need and what could I afford at that time? That's what we're setting up as, as a one man show with, um, one, possibly two crews with a sales mindset. If I would have had what we're putting together, I'd be in a completely different position right now. And so that's what we're trying to set up is I'm, I'm tired of seeing these guys that I work with all the time struggle because one, they don't know how to run a business. They don't know how to sell and they don't know how to market. And it's because nobody's taught them and we want to bring respect back to the trades and get away from this mindset that if you work with a hammer every day, that you're only worth 15 bucks an hour and you should be driving a beat up pickup truck and all this stuff just because you do physical labor. We're bringing respect back to this game. And these dudes are out here working hard. Um, I mean, we're in a house right now that was built by hand by hardworking blue collar guys. And we, we all live in houses. We all go to businesses. All this stuff is built by these guys. If anything, you have to respect those people even more. You have to, because without them, I mean, who <laughs> we have storms and uh, snow and stuff and, and the power goes out. Who's making sure you get your power back on? It, 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 it doesn't just happen magically. Lineman. That's the answer. And it's lineman. Exactly. <laughs> it's a rhetorical question. <laughs> well, now the people who didn't know it was a rhetorical, it's lineman. If you didn't know, it is you know. definitely lineman. <laughs> they draw lines. And they make good money. And so They do, because they deserve it. Indeed. So, bringing respect back. All right. So we're going to finish it up here, guys. Um, we'll treat you guys to, you know, Chris's musical talent. If he wants to, <laughs> if he wants to, you know, give a little, you know, a little singing, a singing. I'm not going to sing. I'll send you the chill hop song so you can, so you can put that in the, in the video. How about that? That's fine. Yeah. All right. Hey, fist bump guys. Boom. Boom. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thanks for coming. Appreciate in. it. I like this mic. I do. I'm going to steal this. No, please don't. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm just going to borrow it. We're going to borrow it. Oh money. yeah. Forever. Good show. Real good show. <laughs> All right, cool. Can we hit the button? You can hit the button. You hit that button. I'm gonna hit the button real good. I hopped out the car at LAX, just a dream in my card again. Welcome to the land of faint excess. Woo! Am I gonna fit in? That's all I'm. Awesome, dude. That was sweet.